is good divine gang gang welcome to another episode of how the rich think written by steve siebold um with the subtitle which i love you guys already know by now turn your ambition into action right you can sit here and listen for the three to five minutes and you can learn how the rich think and yes it does affect your mindset and the programming of your mind but if you don't take action pointless okay so this is um chapter six i believe this is a cliff notes to the actual book how the rich think but i have found them to be short sweet and to the point so let's get right into it the title for chapter six is middle class sees money through the eyes of emotion world class sees money through the eyes of logic <laughs> oh i'm gonna have fun with this one It says, most people never accumulate much money due to a series of self-limiting beliefs fueled by negative emotion. By the time the average person becomes an adult, he or or she has been brainwashed with dozens of middle-class beliefs and philosophies about money that virtually guarantee a life of financial mediocrity. Nope. I'm going to, I'm knocking this one out. Mediocrity. (laughs) Okay. Children, teenagers, and young adults hear negative money messages over and over until they become beliefs that dictate their behavior. Their well-being village of advisors have inadvertently set them up to struggle for the rest of their lives. In short, A middle-class thinker can't teach you how to become a world-class thinker. Mm. Someone living a restricted existence can't tell you how to live an unrestricted existence, and a poor person can't teach you how to get rich. These statements are obvious to any rational thinking person operating from a logic-based mindset. Few people are able to think about money without clouding the subject with negative emotion. Wow. Which is generated from dozens of middle class beliefs. An ordinarily smart, well educated, and otherwise successful person can be instantly transformed hmm, into a fear based, scarcity driven thinker whose greatest financial aspiration is to retire comfortably. The world class sees money for what it is and what it's not through the eyes of logic. The great ones know money is a critical tool that presents options and opportunities. They also know if you're not happy without it, you won't be happy with it. But while money has little to do with happiness, it's one of the most important tools in the game of life. And without the psychological chains binding them, champions earn all they can. When it comes to thinking about money, put your emotions on the shelf and let reason be your guide. That's it. (laughs) There is your seed for, for this week. Just under three minutes. I love it. Here's the rich resource. Um, this is the book. This is the book he's recommending. How I raised myself from.
from failure to success in selling. Hmm. And that's by Frank Betcher. How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling by Frank Betcher. The critical thinking question is, is your approach to wealth building based more on logic or emotion? <laughs> I'm going to have fun with this one. But I think like uh, I already kind of know this is something I'm going to have to sit on and marinate on. Um, let me finish reading the action step. And then those of you who need to go about your money making Monday, be blessed and go ahead. And then we'll stay back and kind of chat a little bit about my thoughts at this junction. <laughs> so the action step is decide today to use logic to dictate your financial strategy and emotion to motivate yourself to stick to it. Hmm. Listen, I think this is absolutely fascinating. I'm going to go ahead and say this. And it is what it is. I feel like whoever's on this journey with me, we are going to, next year this time, you and me are going to be toasting with champagne virtually if we if we stick to the results. On Thursdays, I'm going to be reading the... Um, the science of getting rich, the proven method, the proven mental program of um, how to get wealth. When I tell you that one is a game changer and they address some of the things that he talks about here, (sighs) that is one of the best books I have ever read in my life. And it was so good. I had to, I have to share it with you. Okay, so if you're enjoying these audiobook versions, um, then go ahead and check me out on Thursday. It's going to be the first. I'm going to read from the preface, and then um, there's 17 chapters. So we'll be doing that for the next 17 weeks when I tell you. So here's my thoughts. Like it's asking about, it's saying, Middle class sees money through eyes of emotion and world class sees money through eyes of logic. This is fascinating to me because I tend to identify divine feminine with more emotional and divine masculine with more logical. Um, I think it would make sense that because it is a man's world, in order for you to to thrive, you do need to have more more logic. I'm going to try not to be quote-unquote emotional. I think that maybe in my mind, I am interchanging the word emotion versus um, creative. And that's maybe where my hang-up is because I think that divine feminines have, um, I think that that you just have to know how to harness the emotions. But then again, if Steve Seabold, and you all know how about how I feel about Steven Seabold, I feel like sometimes he just says stuff, drops the mic and walks, exit stage left. So, you know, take it from him. He's the expert, right? But I want you to think about what that means. And I think it's kind of, the reason I'm kind of laughing too is because at the end of the day, there's middle-class men and women. So that means that there's imbalances Divine feminines, we need to be more logical. Divine masculines, you need to be more logical. Cut out the emotions, right? Um, I find that to be interesting. Now, when it even comes to like reading the cards, 
when you have the Ace of Pentacles and all that stuff, sometimes I want to say there's water or it could be Ace of Cups. But anyways, let's stay on topic here. So then um, the other thing too is this is absolutely true. And it says by the time the average person becomes an adult, he has been brainwashed with dozens of middle-class beliefs and philosophies about money. Um, again, that the science of getting rich, if you get a chance, listen to the audiobook. It's two hours on YouTube. You can also download the free PDF and you'll be way ahead of the game and the rest of us if you want to pick it up and read it for yourself. But that's like been my pet peeve, I think, with me coming out of Christianity. I started to realize that it's very much a poverty mindset. You know, um, when you look at um, third world countries, although I feel like United States might be a little bit. Oh, no. But anyways, um, you look at where the religions have, you know, like the the most influenced by the church still like catholicism or christianity and they're suffering and at what point do we start to say wait a minute you mean to tell me that in genesis 1 1 god spoke and he formed the things with his hands and created the world and we're made in his image and we still can't we're not making it we're not generating abundance we're not speaking things into existence. You know, and so and so that's the beginning of it. Um, also, when you look at for years and years and years, they've been setting us up with retirement funds. But you still have, you know, at one point I used to um, go to different meetings when I was a realtor. And they used to talk about how there would be elderly couples, um, elderly people who had done all the right things, worked 40 years for 40 hours, um, you know, 40 hours a week for 40 years. What's the other 40 hours? Forget <laughs> Right? And pouring themselves in and then into their retirement, they can't even afford a one-bedroom home, let alone food, and they end up on the street. But what I've come to understand and what I want us to explore more is also to understand it's one thing to learn about, you know, stocks and trades and different investment tools, um, but you kind of have to know how to get into the right streams of things, right? And so I'm exploring those for myself, and I think that I'll start to see the results when those things mature. And like, for example, I'm super duper excited about a Tesla contract that I have. Um, it expires next year. And so we've been holding on to that sucker <laughs> and that type of thing. But it's like all this time, you know, they never taught us about this type of stuff. They don't, there's only a few states that teach financial literacy. I believe California just added financial liter literacy to its curriculum um, within the last 12 months, right? So this is talking about financial literacy, which makes me want to think, I, I wonder if I can incorporate financial literacy a little bit more on Thursdays, we talk about wealth and I'm going to be adding a module about um, real estate. Super excited. I've started to plan it out for the next couple of weeks in bite-sized pieces, but yeah, maybe I could do something having to do with financial fitness. So I will start to think about that. I'm financial, financial fitness. Although yeah, financial fitness could work, right? But financial literacy. Um. I really do believe that there are secret 
chairs of information. If I'm being honest, I'm not able to give everything I know. Um, and I think that sometimes you have to kind of know, <laughs> you, you just have to like, what you seek is seeking you. And you're going to tap into those um, spaces where those conversations of the elite are thriving. Um, and in a sense, I kind of honor it, but I, I know there's some stuff I can't or won't really go into. Um, and I have to figure out what, why, but it's just almost like it's a bind on my tongue. Like there's higher laws of wealth out there. Um, and I can tell you that when I can contrast it to everything I've been taught as an adult, let me tell you, it's is is different. I can tell you that something that will help you, um, the science of getting rich, um, is different than anything I've ever heard before. Um, yeah, you can tell I'm totally fanned out about that book, but, um, I also wanted to talk about here. He says, young adults hear negative money messages over and over and over. One of the things that troubles me when I you know, start to pay attention to my peers around me is they'll, they're really saving. And I, you know, I don't want to be that friend. That's like always the nagging type of thing. I think, um, just like how they say in the, in the book that we're going to be reading, I'm going to have to just buckle down for the next 12 months and really make sure that I'm successful and I'm prosperous. And when they start asking questions because it's proven, then I can make the influence. But it's like, it really pains me to see them saving. Like they will literally just take out the money and like, well, well I won't put it in the bank, but I put $100 in my envelope every every week or for savings or I have it in a, in a savings account. And it's accruing 0.001 or 0.01% when they should be putting it into something that's compounding with interest or putting it into other assets that are going to give them higher rates of return responsibly. Cause I understand like, let's just, let me just keep it a buck 100. There's scams out there. There's get rich schemes out there. That's not what I'm advocating for. Um, you do you do your due diligence, you know? Um, but yeah, I just wonder too, like if we're talking about breaking patterns, just pay attention to what you're telling your children in terms of money, what are things that your parents told you, you know? Um, but yeah, um, let me see what else was here that kind of stuck out to me. This one is, is painstaking, but it's true. It says someone living a restricted existence can't tell you how to live on unrestricted existence and a poor person can't teach you how to get rich. And in the science of getting rich, they actually talk about that. <laughs> um, and you, and so like he said here, like Stephen Siebel said here, it's obvious to any rational thinking person. Um, but we do it all the time. We do it all the time. Um, Yeah, this is just short and sweet and to the point. Let's not let's not um, have to belabor it. I'm going to read the critical question and action step again, and I'm just going to sign off. So is your approach to wealth building based more on logic or emotion? 
I'm going to have to sit with that one a little bit more. And I'm interested to find out how this is going to come out on Thursday, if it's going to come up at all as part of the theme. So I'm going to like listen out for that. Um, the other thing is, it says decide today to use logic to dictate your financial strategy. That was the other word I think that I wanted to kind of spend a little bit of time on. Divine feminines, divine masculine, we need to have a financial strategy. Um, um, let me close this book here. We need a financial strategy. Like even today when I was looking at the resources that I'm going to have for Thursday's real estate um, oracle or, or message or resources that we can start to look into. Um, it's one thing to want to visualize it and dream about it and aspire for it. And even in, in the book, The Science of Getting Rich, we can long for it. We can do petitions. We can do spells. We can do all this other stuff. But part of it is we need to strategize. You know, we're going to have to start to figure out, you know, do we want um, a duplex, you know, in in our local city? Are we driving around and looking for you know, what's available in our area? Do we have our Rolodex of real real estate agents that we can start to partner with that specialize that and ask them the questions we need? Are we making sure that our credit score is on an upward positive trajectory for the next 12 months so that when we go in, we can get the financing we need? Um, are we making sure that we have money set aside for the down payment and deposit? Are we starting to pay attention to what are some of the skills and communication um, you're going to need co- communication competencies in order to be a landlord or decide if you want a property manager um, it's things like uh, I'm going to I'll give you guys a sneak peek here but on Thursday I'm going to um, release the link about the 4321 strategy of buying real estate it's it again that one's a game changer it's different than the regular approach to getting 10 doors in four years is what they say. Um, but, but we've got to start to strategize. We have to have a game plan. I think that both divine feminines and divine masculines, maybe we do dream a lot. Maybe we just stay ethereal. Maybe we just feel like maybe with the change of tide or with the planets, things will just fall into our laps, but that's not the way it is. You kind of have to plan it out. You have to, um, write it down on paper and then and then that allows you to take the action that you need and see how realistic it is and figure out how to get it done remember the subtitle of this book is um turn your ambition into action and i love how i really truly believe divine source is is guiding and ordering my steps um and i think it's beautiful for those of you who are with me on this journey, you're going to see the growth and I hope that you're right there alongside of me. This is not one of those scenarios where I'm out in front of you. I think that in 12 years from now, I'll be able to really reach back and be like, these are my numbers. This is my properties. These are the things I've done. This is how I've made passive income, right? But because you're with me on that like fourth wave of twin flames or fourth wave of divine feminism masculines, we are breaking barriers right? And you're not going to get just the confirmations from me. You're going to get other downloads in your life that give you confirmation that you're on the right path, right? Um, 
but it's we're going to have to take baby steps, deliberate steps. Every week we're one step closer instead of trying to wait till the last minute. Um, oh yeah, what I was saying about what I love about the ambition to action is right now the planetary placements. Um, I was reading for December. I think it's December. Ooh, I can't look, I can't find it right now. Do I still have that tab open? I'm going to spend like two seconds and see if I still have it open. Excuse me. Because I like it so much, I think I left the tab open. Yep, I did. <laughs> I love this article. But the energy is from December 18th to January 28th. But um, the Venus retrograde, but actually the energy is going all the way through until um, March, I believe. But... That energy is going to push a several of the signs. There's several of you with zodiac signs that are going to feel that ambition. It's going to really light some fire under your butt. And you're going to be feeling it. Lean into that energy. Okay? Get yourself a journal. If you want to have real estate, it can be done. And we'll take the baby steps to get there. But start to write down, you know, I'm going to give you different resources, like I said, but get yourself a journal. You can get it for like a dollar and start to write out, strategize. Where am I going to be in 12 months, in six months, in a year? Right. Um, Same thing for your for your career. That energy, you're, trust me, you're going to feel it. There are several signs of you that I, I went through each zodiac sign that are going to feel it. Jump into that. Lean into it. And turn it into action. Okay? Be proactive with it. So that's it. I feel like ever since I read that drama free card um, a while back, the energy is just supposed to be light and beautiful and sweet and short and to the point. And I trust you're getting the messages and it doesn't have to be deep and dark and heavy and complicated. And I love that for you and I love it for me. So I'm going to sign off now. I'm going to charge you with love. I'm going to charge you with the high vibrational love. I'm going to charge you with the love of your life. And the love of your life is you, boo. So show up for yourself. I'm going to charge you with light and black light. Because black light illuminates invisible. And I'm talking about all the other things that are not discussed about on the twin flame journey or divine feminine, divine masculine. We're talking about finances, health, love, communication, entrepreneurship, real estate, vineyards, dating, (laughs) all of it, planetary placements. So I'm going to charge you with the health on um, Fridays. I have food. I have the food oracle, and then I'm also going to be adding a fitness oracle. Um, I'm going to charge you with wealth. We've been talking about money, what it means to manifest it in the 3D. And I'm to the point where I want to make sure that this divine feminine is making sure that you get the LLCs, the keys, and the deeds. Okay, boo? (laughs) I want to charge you with wisdom, which is so funny, beautiful energy, um, it's so beautiful that we got it back to back. I love that there's a marrying of the energy between the divine feminines and the divine masculines. Um, mirroring each other and 
understanding that you need to understand what lays ahead and you have all of these tools to give you uh, guidance on how to to get ahead um beautiful beautiful energy um and i'm going to charge you with prosperity prosperity is about abundance happiness and joy and your well-being okay everything in overflow so know that i love each and every one of you please take care of yourself take care of each other be blessed and be a blessing until the next podcast peace